Welcome to Forgive Me Father. Here in the confession booth, we discuss how a certain aspect of life and church culture work together or don't mesh so well. Through discussions of personal vices and victories, we hope to help everyone understand each other more and create dialogue no matter what you've experienced or believe. Forgive us, Father, for we have sinned. What sins have you committed? We once were Christian, but we deconverted to atheism. Um, so this might tie into the advice portion, or maybe this is something that people can relate to or get even get an inkling of advice from. But for you guys, stepping away from a culture that you're so devout in, um, not so much like the separation of belief, but obviously when you leave a, a devout culture, there are either steps or there's backlash or there's emotion involved or it's D all of the above. So for you guys, what was it like to be able to embrace your newfound belief slash disbelief in terms of, of how you, you associate with the culture that you were still a part of in terms of how we associate with it? Yeah, like like it, whether it was like you guys leaving the church or leaving a culture or just being able to like pacify, you know, these are my beliefs, but I'm going to keep yeah. doing the norm. Like, how, what did that look like for you guys? Yeah, well, it's interesting because there's, you know, for a lot of people leaving, there's always like two phases because, you know, you have like the impact on like how you see yourself and then you have the impact of how people are going to end up seeing you because, mm-hmm. you know, like it or not, like especially, you know, as being in America, it's like a super Christian country, unfortunately. Um, well, no, not like in that. I mean, no, I'm, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not saying like, it's bad that people are Christian. I'm saying like, it's, you know, the level of like, how much people are Christian and how much people like how much people would like it to be 100% mm-hmm. Christian, especially me as an atheist makes me very uncomfortable by that, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who aren't that, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there is going to be these two levels for me and how I saw myself, it was very much improved, because you know, I would start like, I think towards like the end of when I was like deconverting, I would be like, you know, I don't feel like me right now. Like when I hang out with people, like, I feel like I have to put on airs. I feel like all my friendships with people has to be like this, like weird, like background thing of like, will they come out to church or won't they come out to church? So it kind of felt like really fake. You know, I felt like me and like, at least for me in my marriage, like it was just like, I would rather not like pray all the time. I'd rather do other things, you know, even like at one point, like, one of the big things for us was like submission. Like, I don't want to, I don't want Aaron to submit to me. I never wanted that. And like, we were in a culture that's saying like, no, she has to submit. She has to submit. I'm like, but I don't, I don't want her to. So, you know, it, it was kind of easier for me to see myself because I was like, this feels more like me, you know? Um, you know, even in my conversations with you, like, you know, like the way you're talking, I'm just like, dang, I wish I got to know this guy. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> wish I got to know this guy when we weren't Christians. Like, that would have been cool, you know? <laughs> so I think like, even my friendships were different because it was just like, it was like really felt like me being me. I didn't have to like have like this weird thing. And I remember at one point, like I had these two really good friends at um, Virginia Tech and they only knew me as a Christian. And me and Aaron went back and hung out with them. And they were so surprised because they were like, wait, you guys aren't Christian anymore. And we got to like actually talk and like, we didn't have to, you know, there wasn't like, there wasn't this wall there, you know, mm-hmm. because all the time was just like, how am I going to bring them out to church? But on the flip side of that, 
people see me different, you know? So a lot of my friendships, they were just like, hmm, atheist, all right, you're gone. Like, I'm not gonna hang out with you and stuff like that. Because like it or not, when people say atheist, there's like a stigma that comes with that. Yeah. And I think that people associate, you know, really bad things with that of just like, well, how is his marriage gonna work? Or how is he gonna, is he gonna be like a moral guy anymore? Is he gonna, you know, be just cheating? So people see me differently. So that was pretty much the hardest thing of just subtly being like, okay, you know, kind of atheist. Now I'm like, whatever, I'm loud and I'm proud. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah, I definitely think it's, I, I think it can be a, for sure a drawing transition to go from like, I believe in God and I believe in these like certain set of rules for life to, okay, now, like, what do I believe in? It's just like a free for all out here. And I think Mm -hmm. at least for me, I have anxiety uh, and OCD. And so I get very anxious about a lot of things. So I think when I was in the process of deconverting, it made me very anxious to think like, there's this whole wide world and I'm like what am I going to do and that's why I had several panic attacks about it but um I think it's you really have to it's really a process I guess coming like kind of redefining your own morality you know redefining who you are as a person you know me and Jermaine we started dating as Christians when we were 19 And, you know, we deconverted, I think around 27. So like we were just vastly different people by the time we came out of Christianity and Mm -hmm. even learning about each other, how like learning about each other as non-Christians, you know, was really an interesting experience. (laughs) (laughs) It actually was better. I think we like each other more now. Yeah, I like you more now. (laughs) But um, (laughs) We, uh, so I think it's, you know, leaving something that you've kind of grown up with for, you know, like a couple decades, you know, it's very, it can be very jarring for sure. Yeah. But it is, it is kind of, I definitely feel like I'm more of like my true self. And I think one of the biggest things was really like learning how to find our self-worth and self-esteem like outside of God you know, at the time, most when we were in church, a lo- you know, there was a lot of lessons on your confidence only comes from God, like you don't accept personal achievements, you know, you, um, you know, dressing up and getting like confidence from how you look isn't, isn't good. And so mm-hmm. coming out and getting like learning how to find like our really just our mental health and like finding our self-worth and our self-esteem from like a different place or from ourselves or even accepting personal achievements was like really hard because I was like, Oh, this is wrong. I can't be proud of like my job or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot of like relearning and reprogramming, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think there with coming out of the church, at least from my own experience, it's great that you guys kind of had each other to be able to have a type of connection of like, Oh, you're becoming a whole nother person now. And I'm becoming a whole nother person now. And you are able to like experience that change together. Cause I know for myself, I was very heavily caught up in, okay, well, what do I believe now? Kind of like, I think Aaron, you had said it. What about my morality? Or I think Jermaine, maybe you mentioned it too, but like, what about what is, what do I necessarily believe? Like what, what things are Christian in terms of values and what is just being a good person? 
you know, like, yeah. is I think, cause I think for so long you were taught to believe that Christianity is the only goodness, you know, like there's like, okay, people out there, but mm-hmm. like Christianity is the one. Uh, and so when I was like, okay, well, I'm going to come out of this bubble and I'm going to stay faithful no matter what relationship I'm in, you know, like it took a little while for me to be like, that's not Christian. Like that's just decent guy behavior. Like, (laughs) you know, like I may be in sin compared to what my church or my old church rather had uh, maybe professed that people in like outside of the church would be like, but like, that doesn't mean, you know, that I have to like delve deep into, you know, infidelity and stuff like that, which was, was definitely was was an adventure for sure so i'm glad that you guys had each other uh even in that and yeah i guess like for you coming out of that church culture what was and more so this is more so for the friendships that were still in the church how how did that dynamic change and how did you guys and maybe even more importantly how did you guys feel about the dynamic changes that were happening because sometimes it's like okay you backed off a little bit but a lot of times, and this was in last season, for those who are listening with Katie Slusser, we talked about coming out of a church culture uh, and how people within the church culture can actually draw back from, from you. So mm-hmm. what, what, were, what were your emotions with that? I mean, we lost a, like pretty much, we only have like maybe a hand, maybe like two or three friends that are still in the church we were in um, that we actually like talk to regular like I hang out with them or we hang out with them Mm -hmm. um I think you kind of said it at the beginning about you know it kind of became clear that like the this church was really the only thing we had in common for most people that we were friends with or that we would call our friends Mm -hmm. um and I think when you take that common denominator out it's like oh well I don't know what we have in common or if we even like each other, you know, yeah. there's like a lot of people, I'm not a people person, I'm still out there, but <laughs> you know, I, uh, it was, I realized that like, oh, there's not a lot of people I like, and it's not really anything against them as people. It's just, you know, we didn't click. Right. Um, really the church was kind of like, it was like kind of a forced friendship sort of thing. So when you take out, that common denominator is like, oh, we don't really have a reason. So I don't, I don't really think of it as like them backing off or me backing off. I think it's more of like, oh, we just, we really don't have a lot in common. The people that I had a lot in common with, I still talk to, which was only like two people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that like, you know, it's interesting when you look at some of these relationships in the church where like it almost, I think like psychologically, it's really, it fools you psychologically to think that you're closer than you are because like, you know, there'd be times where like, I can remember having like a conversation with like a brother in the church and we would like talking about real, real heavy things. And you get fooled into thinking like, wow, this is a really close friendship because of that. But at the same time, like it's not because you're not actually going into anything. You're talking about something that I don't want to say superficial, but at the end of the day, like you, as Aaron was saying, there's nothing actually in common. It's nothing binding you to that person. You're kind of almost forced to talk about an issue, which you may not even do that in general, but you can't force a friendship, right? So you have all these relationships that you are fool, like you're kind of fooling yourselves and 
to thinking that you're closer than you are. But, and it's interesting that like some of the people that I am close with right now in the church are people that I just, we just bonded over other things, you know, when the things we talked about were just outside of just like, okay, cool. Like how's your quiet times or something like that, you know? And for me as an atheist, it's very interesting because in the, if there is, you know, if there isn't a God, then what is it that you talked about? What is it that you were bi- talk? What is it that you're bonding over? Right. It's you, once you take that out, then it's almost substanceless, substanceless, you know? Um, so I think that that kind of like speaks a lot of our friendships. Interestingly, when I left, I didn't immediately tell people that I was atheist. I just kind of hung back and I was just like, okay, well, like, how am I going to tell these people and stuff? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it came out through some sort of means. And then I got like five, six phone calls of people immediately arguing with me over bringing me back in. So <laughs> yeah, that speaks to a lot of the friendships that I thought I had where like, that's where it's going to be, you know? So yeah. I think that kind of is where we're at on like, you know, on, on where it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely had people come out of the woodwork and be like, Hey girl, how you doing? And I'm like, I don't, I don't really ever talk to you. Who? Um, like- <laughs> <laughs> and it's nothing, I, I understand. It's nothing against them because I think I had the shoe bit on the other foot. I probably would have done the same thing. So I don't really think badly of anyone, I guess, in for that specific reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just kind of people feel like, I think they probably want to do what they think God would want them to do. And I think that's kind of how they see God would want them to do that. And I respect that. And no one was really super pushy with me, but I mean, we just didn't have anything to fall back on in terms of like, if we don't have this common belief in God, then we don't really have much to kind of talk about. And it just kind of fizzles out. Yeah. I think that, you know, for me, you, and John, like, I think at the end of the day, like, there was a realization that people are not going to see us necessarily as people anymore, but they're going to see us as falling away, which is Mm -hmm. an entirely different thing. So that's Mm going to be that before it's like, okay, what's his interest? Or what's, you know, the into it's going to be he was there at one point, and now he's not. So once you get that in mind, then it's like, what can become of your friendships at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to stay friends with people who like, just wanted to reconvert me back yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure i think there and for our listeners who are wondering falling away it's something from i believe hebrews 5 let me check just to be sure cite your sources uh, <laughs> the bibliography will be at the end <laughs> it's either hebrews 5 or, oh it is hebrews 5 dope genius um it says in verse 11 we have much to say about this but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand in fact though by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of god's word all over again you need milk not solid food and a lot of times when people leave the church regardless of the reasons for leaving with, at least within our church culture, it was we were deemed as those who fell away, those who decided to go back to sinful desires, and that's all it was pegged as. There was no like, oh, like they're struggling to believe what they want to believe. Or in my case, at least from what I heard from people that are still in the church culture was, oh, John just decided to go be sinful when in reality it was, I need to figure out what I actually believe and stop following a set of rules because the church leaders are telling me to follow it. 
Um, we're just considered as, as just as people who, you know, chose darkness, you know, who are willingly being like, Oh, the gates of heaven deuces, my gooses, I'm going to hell, (laughs) you know? And that's, that's not the case at all. But luckily there are those who did, you know, just as for me, as it is for you all who are still in the church yet chose to love us, whether it's through a, a common ground connection or sometimes love was just their love of pursuing us and the friendship was just a lot stronger than our attendance at a church. And my buddy Alan is going to be on this season to talk about that. He's going to talk about having relationships in the church and having relationships outside the church. And what does it mean to have a healthy balance and is a healthy balance possible? Uh, Which he's been able to keep it with me. And I know that you guys have friends of your own that you're very much in touch with that are still in the church and you're able to maintain a strong bond with, uh, which is, fantastic because unfortunately some people don't get that uh experience yeah one of my best friends is we're probably my best friend is actually still in the church so you know whenever i talk to him like i mean it's not weird you know he knows where i'm at i know where he's at and we like respect each other for like Mm -hmm. our positions but there's no like you know thing of like animosity i mean even sometimes we talk about these issues but i mean we both know we're not going to move each other but we still you know have like a mutual like sort of like you know, love and affection for each other and that respect is still there. Yeah, so. for sure. Shout out to him when he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you uh, are. <laughs> all of us were in college together. All of us played flag football together. We know. <laughs> I know who who they're talking about. Um, so wonder. He's talking about <laughs> I know, right? Wait a minute. (laughs) A lot of emails like, were you talking about me, bro? (laughs) Yeah. Was that me? Like a little smiley face? Like, that was me, wasn't it? I get it. I know. (laughs) I get it. I'm special. That's fine. I appreciate the shout out, man. Uh, (laughs) uh, But I guess kind of completing the circle now, where do you guys stand in terms of your actual beliefs now, whether it's towards God or towards Christianity? Uh, so you grew up in a church culture, you were in a church culture that all three of us were a part of that was very devout, very outward focused, you know, very good intentions uh, and everything like that. Uh, so now coming out of it, where do you guys stand in terms of God and religion? Uh, both of us would definitely categorize ourselves as atheists. <laughs> I mean, we when I was kind of in the process of like figuring everything out, you know, I was like, okay, well, I definitely don't believe in like the God as presented in the Hebrew Bible or in the Mm -hmm. Bible that we have. And I was like, okay, well, are there other gods? Like, and long story short, I, I, after kind of like thinking about it a lot, I was like, I don't, I just don't see evidence of a creator. I mean, maybe there is, but I'm just, I don't see evidence of it. And I'm not going to live my life as if there is one, if I don't see evidence for one. So I would definitely categorize myself as atheist. I don't believe in, in God at all. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I mean, obviously we're both atheists. Um, I think that the idea of like a God is, it's a concept that I'm like, I keep exploring. So I find it, I mean, I just, I find it actually more interesting than anything else as like a, just a study of just like, what does that mean? Because you can ask like 20 different people what the definition of God is. You might get 20 different answers of what it is. Mm-hmm. For some people, it may just be a purely conceptual thing of like, well, something created a universe. Some people believe it 
it's on the other spectrum of like he directly is involved in my life you just get a bunch of different answers so i find the whole entire idea of a god to be honestly to a certain degree meaningless but yeah so i just i just in general like i can't get behind the idea in terms of a god i think more so my contention is not with god it's just more with uh I would like, I think of, I like to think of it as like dangerous beliefs, right? So I don't mind if, you know, Bob wants to be a Christian. And I think that like, given his experiences in life and how he was raised, he probably has no choice but to be a Christian. But mm-hmm. what my problem starts to be is where he has a belief that would harm someone else. So if me believing in X threatens your existence as a person, or if it um, challenges who you are as a person or something like that, you know, like, people who are like um, LGBT or people who actually at one point, people who are Christians were diehard against black people. You know, they would use the Bible to right. justify that. So I think that like the beliefs don't become a problem until it becomes harmful to someone. And you can really measure that harm and see like, well, is it something? So for me, where I am now is just like, I don't care what you believe, what you believe, just don't tell me if I don't, I don't think it's something that I have to believe in. And I think you should probably make, sure that it's if it's something that's actually true because if it's not you might be hurting someone with your belief you might feel like this is 100 percent true but if if it's not and you tell someone to do something and it's dangerous or it's harmful then you've just told someone a lie or a falsehood and you've hurt them based on that so i think those are my problems when it comes to those specific beliefs that are more so like a problem but overall like yeah i think religion has its place in the world and i think we'd be a sadder place without it giving us a lot of cool things right (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm probably a little bit more harder on religion I think my stance on religion is a little bit more harder than your stance I mean I'm like chill it's like it's all good man (laughs) (laughs) I'm mostly chill about it like you know I don't really care what people believe but I I think I'm more of a I think at times I can take a more harder stance of like you know I'm not really sure the world is a better place with religion, oh my gosh. <laughs> but that's a whole other topic. But yeah. I, don't, I don't really hate on people who do believe it. I mean, I think we should all respect each other's beliefs mm-hmm. um, for sure overall. And uh, so that's kind of how I, I look at it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that religious trauma is like a whole like separate thing. And I think that oh, yeah. play a part in like my anti-religion a little bit which is separate from my atheism yeah i was very critical you've had other experiences that i haven't had yeah i have like i um oh man i lost my train of thought again that's cool (laughs) yeah i had a thought and then you started talking it was gonna be really good Uh, so before we go on to the advice portion and then wrap this thing up with a bow uh aj do you have any uh any thoughts or comments or questions um the main thing that i was i've been thinking about uh while listening to you guys is the uh, that you're right that at first when you a lot of people when they hear the word atheist there's such a negative connotation to it um and from what i learned growing up where i grew up is some people have justified it in their heads that oh atheists means god hater Mm -hmm. and that's not the case um which is what i think and i like to the to a a degree i agree with both of your stances of like yeah i think religion has its place in the world whatever and then you're just 
and then Aaron, you're low key like, no, it's not good. Because <laughs> getting into that, yeah, no, it it creates the divide, and and a lot of people, again, everyone is different, and everyone's brains has like they comprehend the same scripture and the same beliefs very differently than the other people in their religion or whatever. Um, and well, now I lost my train of thought. Well, take that. <laughs> You're going hard. Something's in the air. You're doing great. I was doing so well. I'm so disappointed. Um, Good. But I think you do have like a really good point. You know, I think that a lot of times atheists, like we, when we first realized we were atheists, we were like really scared to tell people because they're like, they're going to see us like badly. Like they're going to see us as like, they're going to categorize us as immoral yeah and and, you know we eat babies for breakfast or something yeah Mm -hmm. they really the the line is blurred between like atheists (laughs) and like cannibalism like it's just just, really who knows oh oh, so you're a serial killer now that's what you're saying they were like whoa gonna go around murdering people (laughs) go out of left field oh yeah you know i'm i i'm sure some of our christian friends probably do see us as immoral to a degree because we do do things that they would probably categorize as like sinful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's kind of where like the respect comes in, in terms of understanding that your beliefs aren't someone else's beliefs and you, what led you like the genetics and experiences and whatever that led you to your beliefs, like in a different person, like might lead them to completely something different. And kind of learning how to respect that with each other, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's always going to be, I think people are always going to be divided on some sort of issue. So if it's not religion, it's going to be something else. So yeah. I think one of the reasons why people would demonize atheists is because it's far easier to do that than it would actually be to challenge the opinions of what atheists believe. So you get a lot of people who say, well, they're just hurt at God or something like that. But then that's easier than actually like proving the God in the first place. So I think that's kind of like, not necessarily a concerted effort, but you know, that's the thing that people do. Um, but a lot of atheists are kind of hurt by like what religion has done. You know, and I have a lot of, we, we do, we talk to a lot of atheists like through like different organizations and stuff like that. And a lot of atheists have hurt from like issues like, oh, hey, you know what, like I'm gay and my church says I can't be and like, you know, or like I had an abortion and my church says I can. And a lot of people, rather than going to the one side of just like, okay, I'm going to leave this. Some people just decide they're going to leave religion totally. You know, I know several people who were thrown out of their homes for being, you know, gay, they're, you know, thrown out of their Christian homes for that. So I think there are atheists with, you know, but, you know, people like to call church hurt. There are atheists with that. We're just the type that is more so evidence-based. And I would hope that a lot of atheists come to that conclusion rather than just being like the church hurt me. So I'm going to leave, but unfortunately. Yeah. I think it's important like not to, I might be jumping ahead, but I think it's important (laughs) not to assume. I think I, I encounter a lot of Christians who like kind of assume like, Oh, you're, you're hurt by the church and that's why you left. And that's why you're atheist and you're mad at God. And, but, um, you know, atheists, like Christians kind of, we all kind of have like a pathway to belief that we went through and it's, I think it's kind of important not to, it's better to ask, I guess, someone where they, how they got to their belief versus assuming 
where, like how they got there. Um, and I know like for me and several other atheists I know that were also hurt by the church. I mean, a lot of us really focused, like I really tried to stay away when I was kind of doing, when I was really challenging my own belief system of staying away from like emotional kind of arguments, staying away from like church culture and just being upset at like church culture and being upset at like things that I experienced while being a Christian. And really, that's why I really focused on like philosophy and historical kind of critiques of Christianity, because I didn't want to leave just because I was, you know, upset. Because at the end of the day, like, if even if I was upset, or even though I was kind of had some like trauma from religion, I still was willing to go the distance if I, you know, believe in God. But really, with atheists, it's really just a lack of belief in God. And what prompted that is different for everyone. But yeah, it's best not to just assume like religious trauma. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. I think that I think that kind of it perfectly segues what segues. Uh, <laughs> but uh no, I think what you're saying, Aaron, is a perfect segue into one of the questions that we always try to ask any guest that is on the podcast, which is if someone is in a church culture and they come across someone who says that they're atheist. And whether or not they come from a heavy church background or not, you hit on the point of like, you can't just assume that they're atheist or that they believe what they believe because X, Y, and Z. You did very well to, to say that you they need to take time to understand. So I'll kind of pass that, that question along to you, Jermaine, uh, and get mm-hmm. your thoughts as well is if, if there is anybody listening right now who is who identifies as a Christian and they have an atheist friend or they have someone who is in a church culture, who is starting to really adopt the belief of being agnostic or atheist. What would your advice be to them of how to, to talk with this person, how to um, not confront, but like, just, just approach the, the conversation, the situation, how can they reach a, how can we bridge that gap? So to speak. Yeah. I think that the biggest thing that, Well, what I would hope that the conversation is more geared towards with atheists and Christians would be away from just like, well, one, you know, there's the whole uh, presupposing that atheists are a certain way because of just a hurt. But then another one is just going straight into just an arguing with them about like, no, you need to believe this for X, Y, Z reason. Because I've, you know, I've had people that saw me after, you know, I left the church who would immediately go into like, but who created the universe? But that's not the way to go about it because you're never going to get anyone with that. Like, I can't go to a Christian and be like, hey, man, God's not real. Like, that, you know, that's never going to work. I think the biggest thing that I would like to see conversations more fostered is just like, one, what do you believe? Two, why do you believe it? And this accepting that fact of just why do you believe it? You don't need to go into any more than that and being able to respect of just like, these are my reasons. They're good enough for me. And I don't need to dissuade you from that because the thing about it is that we all have different we all believe things because of how we were how we were came to a certain point in our life and but we don't have choices to believe them and not everything is going to be easily you're not going to easily be swayed out of something once you're already reasoned into it so I think that I would like to see conversations more fostered of just like 
I accept you for this belief and I respect your belief, even if I don't necessarily agree with it. It's more of like an agree to disagree thing. And that's as far as it can go. But there's still a mutual love and respect after that. But far too often, it's going to be just let's argue about it because someone's going to be wrong or right here and someone's going to get their mind changed. But at the end of the day, we can't prove a God, right? We can't disprove a God. So at the end of the day, it's got to be something that you leave alone and you can't let it influence too much what you do outside of that because, at you know, it's unfalsifiable, right? So that's what I, that's, yeah. I think that would be the best thing that would happen between them of just understanding more of like where people come from and why they get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge because at the end of the day, if you get into an argument, Christian versus atheist, usually they get down to a point where the Christian says, you just got to have faith. And the atheist says, well, there's no proof with people who, if you're listening to this and you're in a church culture and you have a friend that is atheist, or you have a friend who is in the church culture, who is starting to really not believe and is starting to question, is there a God in the first place or whatever, is that if they're in the church culture, they already know what they quote unquote should believe. They don't need you to argue a point. They don't need you to persuade them of any certain way. Half the time, if they're really starting to come to this belief, they need somebody to listen because they're in a culture where they feel like they won't be listened to. They feel like they'll automatically be dissuaded. And if you're a friend, first of all, I was going to go to a certain point, but if you're a friend, your point is to listen. And the other step further is if you are a friend who says that you are trying to love as Jesus loved, Jesus loved the atheists. He spent time with the sick. He spent time with the unbelieving more than he spent time with the Jews and the, and the people who were religious, you know, in, in the hierarchy, you know, he didn't, he tried to, he gave them good lessons. He gave them teachings. He did evangelize, but he didn't try to beat a dead horse at the most part. He just loved people for where they were. When people walked away from him, he still loved them. So if you're a Christian and you have a friend who is deciding to walk away from a church or a church culture or even a belief as a whole, like your command from Jesus is to still love them. And that includes listening and not trying to argue their point, because at the end of the day, they're human and every human needs love because Jesus loved every human. Word. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. You woke up today and you said facts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I and and then to the other side of the coin, which is things that we always ask, is for you, Jermaine and Aaron, what would your advice be to someone who really is starting to question the validity of God in the universe or church in the universe? You know, all these different things. So they're they're walking a path similar to the path you've already walked, what are some words of comfort uh, or maybe some great direction that you guys could give to them? Well, I think the first thing I would tell them is there is a life after you leave the church. (laughs) Um, It's not, I think it can be very daunting for some people, especially if you're leaving a lot of friends and everything. And Or if people are telling you, you know, you won't have any friends or you won't have good friends or whatever. Um, There is like life outside of like whatever kind of bubble or like you were in. Um, 
But also, I think it's if you're really if you have a lot of questions, I think it's really important to, you know, ask your friends in the church, but also seek out other atheists to kind of ask your questions to. I think that mm-hmm. was the biggest thing for us is we didn't go to Christians. Well, we went to Christians to ask our questions, but we also went to other resources like on YouTube or like just reading certain like research, just making sure you find resources from non-Christians that really helped me because before I would go to apologetics and that didn't always, that didn't really answer everything. And I was still very confused. Um, So it helped to go to other atheist resources. Yeah. I think that even building off of that, um, you know, as I was saying, I think I said it earlier, like, you know, don't be afraid to go outside your bubble, you know, like, you know, uh, religion teaches us to like, we're at we ask questions but it's almost like kind of like a playground of just like in this one playground ask questions there but don't venture outside of that because that's dangerous but don't be if i don't think people should be afraid to do those things and ask those questions outside of it as Mm -hmm. when i was a christian i was really into like figure out like why things happen and giving a reason for stuff because it's in the bible you know uh, timothy always be prepared to give a reason give a reason for why you believe right um Mm -hmm. And I think that I was a really big advocate of that. And I read this book by um, Lee Strobel called The Case for Christ. And I read another one called The Case for Faith. And it gave me all these good ideas, but they were still in that bubble. He was only asking Christians questions. He was only doing, as everyone was saying, apologetics. But those are questions that you're only going to find in that bubble. So don't be afraid to go outside of it because you may not like the answers you get, but at least you knew that you got those answers, right? And if they're true, they're true. But the worst thing that can happen is that, yeah, maybe you don't end up a Christian, but maybe you end up a better Christian. I don't know. Like, you know, the path is all is not always to atheism. The path may just be that you figure out a little bit more of yourself. But I think it's not you shouldn't be afraid to be like, well, how do I know this is true? Or like, how do I know that I should actually share without these people? Or how do I know this? Mm-hmm. Those aren't questions that people should be straight from answering, because once you are in there, then you have what I think is probably superficial of a, like a faith, really, if you're never really asking questions. Yeah, I think it's important for people to realize, like, just because you ask questions doesn't necessarily mean you'll end up atheist like <laughs> us, which isn't bad. But, you know, if that's something you're fearful of, you know, for example, like for me, when I learned that the Hebrews were probably polytheistic, that was a really big deal for me. And I was like, I don't know how I can believe in God after this. You know, that was a really big thing for me. Whereas I actually know someone in the church who, that I was in, who actually already knew that. And for him, uh, it was, it was not a big deal. It was fine for him. He kind of kept going with his faith and he justified it in some way. And that's, so, I mean, I think it's important for people to realize that each of us input information a lot differently and you know we're not computers we don't all have the same reaction um so i think that's also kind of it's comforting i think in a way so yeah yeah and the church is a big culture or the church that you know we were part of the big culture of like you would see every now and then there's like someone who comes in and they're they share about like i left the church and i came back but their story of leaving the church is always really negative it's just like I was in sin. I did all this stuff. It was the worst. And then I came back and now I see the light. But like, it's not like that. Like in actuality, like it's not like 
when you leave, like all of a sudden the sun doesn't shine anymore and it's always overcast. No, you're fine. Like, you know, like you figure things out just like normal. So that's the, the questions of morality and stuff like that, just more things that you need to figure out and more questions that need answering. So, yeah, I think people don't, they shouldn't see it as like, it's just gloom and doom when you leave, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, I do think kind of going off of that, I do think it can be a little bit harder because I do remember when I was a Christian, it was really easy. If I had a question, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to the Bible, like a kind of like a, I don't know what to do with such and such decision. Well, I'm going to pray and I'm going to go to the Bible. And that's the extent of my thinking about it. Um, But now it's like, okay, well, I don't really pray and I don't believe in the Bible. So now I have to really think through what I'm going to do. Like, I can't, there's no God I'm going to fall back on. Before I was like, well, you know what? If it messes up, God's there. He's fine. He's got my back. (laughs) And so it's a kind of like a, at least, especially for people who have anxiety, sometimes God can be very comforting. But when you kind of like leave, or you stop believing in a God, it's like, now I have to rely on myself. And how am I going to go about this without prayer, without the Bible? How am I going to come to decisions? So I think in that regard, it can be a little bit harder sometimes, uh, just because there's not like a set formula that you kind of follow. Uh, Whereas as a Christian, you kind of had like these two solutions that you thought would always work. Yeah, I guess that's true. But then life is hard, right? Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pretty much. <for> sure. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think going back to what we had said earlier too, is that if you're starting to doubt and you're starting to believe in something that's not God, you know, whether you're switching religions or whether you just don't believe that God is the God that you grew up believing or you don't believe there's God at all. Something that's been really great is that I had Alan and Jermaine and Aaron have their friends who are still a part of that church culture who didn't leave their side when they decided to leave the church culture. And I think that's something to find comfort in as well, is that it's really scary and it's really daunting. And will you lose friends? Probably. That's just a fact of coming into your own, you know, as you grow older, you're not the same friends with, that you had when you were in elementary school, you guys grew up, you found different interests, all these different things. You, when you come out of a church culture, you realize that you're different. You have different interests, whether that interest is the church or otherwise, but there are those friends that stick by your side. And so just a source of comfort is knowing that you will still have some friendships uh, that will stick by you. They'll be your um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be the person that'll stick with you regardless of what you believe. I have Alan, they have their friends. And I think that's something that's also really beautiful and comforting, uh, as you continue to affirm, or maybe you just continue to question, uh, what you believe, uh, within a church culture or coming out of it. Um, so before we, before we wrap this up, uh, AJ, any other, any other thoughts, any other that basically took the words right out of my mouth yeah it's like okay yeah because i know you guys are a lot older than me so you had you stop you know what i mean okay (laughs) 30 cut me i'm sorry i'm 19 oh my god 
Oh, I'm 19. I haven't even. Right now. I haven't even entered my 20s. So think. Yeah. So having these conversations is really like helpful, I guess, because you guys <laughs> had more time to think about it. <laughs> no, we're in our second century. No. She's in her third decade. Like, I'm sorry. Ah! I don't know. Put it without yeah, where it are you at on 9/11? Do you know? No, we're not having this conversation right now. <laughs> We had this conversation with another podcast guest. <laughs> no, I don't know how else to put it besides you guys being wiser than me because you're older, okay? And having this conversation at my age right now is, like, really, I don't know, helpful into my own thoughts and beliefs and, like, going forward with that. So all I have to say is, honestly, thank you. You've given me a lot of insight um, in so many different things already in just the two hours we've been <laughs> talking so yeah I agree with everything that you guys have said though so far like it's a lot of just moving parts at the end of the day um and in conclusion just let's all just get along <laughs> that's all I have to say perfect and maybe this will help all you other youths that are listening <laughs> I feel so bad I don't know so funny. <laughs> All you other whippersnappers that know more about technology and the Tic Tac applications. All right. Uh, All right. I'll see you guys on the next episode. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Jermaine and Aaron, for being on. Thank you for being able to share just so vulnerably about your experiences uh, growing up in church and then coming to a decision where, you know, you identify as atheists and knowing that you know, life is going to be okay. And being able to give advice that life will be okay for anybody else. That's, that's starting to think that way, because the whole point of the podcast is to be able to bridge the gap uh, between these types of conversations, to let people know that they're not alone in their own experiences and to give people a chance to, to share different perspectives as well. Uh, And going along with that, if anybody has any questions, maybe for you guys, maybe about just atheism in general or anything like that where can where can people reach you guys um definitely facebook i mean my name will be in the podcast aaron lee court and i have a facebook you can definitely dm me and with any questions yeah do that to me also if you have any questions something like that i actually do well i um moderate a group with like it's like 30,000 people, but it's like atheists and Christians. And unfortunately, sometimes it devolves into devolves into like nonsense. But like a lot of times there's like genuine discussions about like theology and stuff like that. So if anyone is interested in really talking things out and seeing what happens and, you know, you can uh, let me know, I can give you information on that. But yeah, basically probably the best way. And we'll make sure that that's put on for the Forgive Me Father Instagram page, the Forgive Me Father Facebook page. If you guys are listening and you haven't liked or followed either one of those, go do it. Do it. What are you doing? Like, glad you found us. But now it's time to take that next step. Like, don't don't have a fear of commitment. Like, let's. Yeah. Let's make this thing real. You know, like, let's let's commit, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, if you are. (laughs) All right. And so. We'll give you guys updates each each week or each time that we have a new episode on. But once again, a thank you to the courts for being on, for being such great guests uh, and really sharing their lives. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.